Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 195 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. Thanks for tuning in. In this episode, I'm going to be sitting down with Mick Aussie one last time this season to go through our tips for the regular season, and we're going to get into round 23 of the men's comp. And uh, don't forget, folks, if you have a local footy club that you would like to have get a shout-out, please drop me a note on my socials and uh, let me know about them. I truly enjoy being able to uh, to give a shout-out to the clubs. I mean, I have a little packet of every local footy club in Australia that I pulled off of Wikipedia. It's about 40 pages long, but if you have your club there, I would love to be able to just go ahead and, and jump right in with that one. Now, folks, I do hope, uh, if you haven't yet, and I'm I've mentioned this before, uh, if you could take a look back at episode 186, a little project that uh, that my sister and I are working on for a, uh, an upcoming uh, birthday that's happening here fairly soon. Uh, it'd be great if you could do that. That would be a huge help. It would certainly make that person's day. Uh, we've talked about that quite a bit there. So today's club of the episode, as I had mentioned previously, though, is being sponsored by MickAussie.tv. And MickAussie.tv is run by Kim Harrison, or as, as we know him and love him here, Mick Aussie. And Mick is uh, a South Australian uh, native who's been in Edmonton for the last couple of decades. And he spends a lot of time running his sports comedy channel talking about the NFL, the AFL, of course, uh, the Canadian Football League talks with... Uh, the folks over at Sports Grid Television every week as well. He was a great player himself in uh, South Australia as well as in uh, the Northern Territories for a while. And the club of this week's episode are the Irish Town Canaries of the Circular Head Football Association in Tasmania. Now, I have to be honest with you, until I read through my list, I did not know that the Circular Head Football Association existed. I have to it's one of the more unique names I have ever heard before. But uh, the Canaries were founded back in 1896, so they've been around for quite some time. They've won 39 senior premierships in their history. And on Saturday, the 20th of August, they are going to go out to try to avenge their only loss of the season. They finished up their regular fixture at 10, 10 wins, 1 loss, 1 draw. And they're facing off against the Red Paw Redlegs, who defeated them for their only loss of the season in their second semifinal. Best of luck to the Canaries. Go get that W. And I hope that you have a fantastic weekend. And again, the club of the episode was uh, sponsored by MickAussie.tv. Hopefully you'll check out Mick's website and get on his mailing list as well. And, and folks, before I dive in with Mick, don't forget you can head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com, and you can find links to all of my socials. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, I believe you can get to there as well. Uh, I do hope you'll head over to my website also and get on the mailing list so that when a new episode comes out, I get it to you as soon as it is published. And if you have a uh, great story and would like to be a guest, as you know, the uh, men's comp is winding down here. 
and the women's comp is starting next weekend. Once the women's comp is done, I'll be I plan on talking about the women's comp as it's going along, along with finals. Uh, I do still enjoy doing the interviews and talking to people about the game. So if you think you uh, would be a great guest, if you've got a wonderful story to tell, or if you know somebody would be a great guest, shoot me an email at yankonthefootygmail.com. Get signed up over on my guest uh, registration form on my website as well. Would absolutely love to, uh, to go ahead and uh, get you on board. So here in the U.S. this weekend, we have four games in round 23 that are being broadcast. Uh, we also have another uh, airing of the uh, the great documentary, The Rover of Tobruk. Uh, that's going to be on FS2 at 5 o'clock on Friday morning. So if you have not seen that yet, hit your DVR. Just a really, really interesting story. And it's uh, you know something of perseverance and you know overcoming a lot of, uh, of obstacles to get back to doing what it is that you love. But on FS1 this weekend, on Friday at 5.30 a.m., we've got Brisbane and Melbourne. And then on FS2, the other three games this weekend, Saturday at midnight, North Melbourne and Gold Coast. Uh, Saturday at 5.30 a.m., Port Adelaide and Adelaide. And thankfully, the, the footy gods, if you will, looked out for us here in the U.S. If you're not you know, using the Watch AFL app, at 1 a.m. on Sunday morning, if you're here in the U.S., you're going to get the Carlton and Collingwood game. And I know that I say that there are games that are don't miss, must watch games, whatever term you want to use. That's one that you definitely want to check out. And I've actually been trading messages with somebody online right now saying that I'm planning on staying up for that one. That's, that's a 1.20 in the morning game for me on Sunday morning. I do plan on being up for that one because that is going to be an absolute ripper of a game so i'm so excited to see what happens there to see the the finality of the uh the ladder coming together because well we're going to know in about four days who's where and who's playing whom so let's go ahead and dive in with mick and let's get mick on board here and let's have some fun all right, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to be welcoming back for the last time of 2022's fixture because the season is uh, wrapping up today before we head into finals. And uh, we'll have to see how things work out with regards to actual finals and being able to sit down and talk. Uh, welcoming back Mick Aussie from MickAussie.tv. Mick, how you doing, man? Yeah, good, mate. What an exciting year it's been. But quickly, I will mention congratulations to the U.S team they defeated Canada in Toronto last Saturday by 10 points I said two to four goals so I thought US would win and they have won again so great to see that the 49th parallel cup it's called USA defeated Canada and the stream was I was watching for a while but then unfortunately it went down but you can watch the whole replay now yeah, I did. I think I watched about half of the game before the 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 feed froze up on us there. So yeah, it it was a it was fun. I and I was actually uh, I was actually chatting online with Ben Martinez from the Austin Crows, watching the game and and seeing one of his teammates get a head knock where he he ends up leaving the ground all bloodied and such. And he wasn't watching it at the time. I said, well, one of your teammates just got uh, just took one hell of a head knock there. So. I think he flipped the game on then, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun to, to see that. I know that they had some other matches as well that are the games that went on 
besides that, like a reserves game, because I know that Rick Shabani uh, from the Dragons, who I talk to all the time, played in that one, uh, and they won as well. So it was, I guess it was a good year for the U.S.'s side there. Um, yeah, it's a good event, and uh, I see uh, Mason Cox's brother, of course, was playing, Nolan Cox, and one of my old mates, uh, Brian Duncan, he's umpired for many, many years in U.S. Nationals all over Ontario. Oh, he's very old now. He uh, tossed the coin. He's retired. But honestly, he kept umpiring well into his 70s. So fantastic fella. And he even did games on his own when he was uh, up in Ottawa at times. So really nice fella. Great to see him toss the coin. Well, and I would imagine, and I've never really explored this, uh, I would imagine that the, the 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 resources the the resource pool of of footy umpires in North America is somewhat shallow there's probably I mean there's 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 got to be a lot uh, quite a few of them but not as many as as the clubs might need so you kind of get you got to be thrilled with whoever's able actually to make it there well you were just mentioning maybe an extra umpire coming into the AFL so you did right I was umpiring in Ottawa and many games I did on my own because mm-hmm. I'd rather do it on my own than have someone inexperienced with me. So I would run up and down and get as close to the ball as I could. And it was a, certainly a big workout. But that's the way it was probably yeah. 30, 40 years ago in Australia as well. Just one umpire. So so there was just a single there was just a single umpire that I, I guess I didn't pick I never picked up on that then. So I can't imagine the stuff that was going on behind the umpire, the little elbows and pokes and prods and punches and whatever was happening. Uh, you know, I never, I, I guess I never really picked up on that, but that's, uh, that is, that's, uh, yeah, but I guess having the fourth one there, they're trying to cut down on the workload in terms of the distances that the umpires are having to cover and it. And they were alluding to the fact that maybe this is going to cause them to have the boundary umpires, uh, go away maybe they'll transition the, the boundary umpires into the actual like into field umpires as well and just right. have the, the field umpires you know be the ones that are going to end up throwing the ball over their head to bring the ball back into play i don't know um yeah well got- when i was when i was doing it on my own if i had a couple of decent boundary umpires i'd tell them to help me and keep an eye out yeah. in my dad in my dad's day yes there was one umpire and then two umpires came in probably when I was playing about uh, senior Colts. And then when I was playing back home, there was two umpires. And two okay. umpires was definitely needed. Because yeah. like you said, back in the old days, there was a lot of behind the behind the play stuff, which was quite dirty at times yeah, and it's like, really not good. I don't, I don't know what happened. I mean, his, his teeth were there a minute ago. I don't know where they went. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you got uh you've got uh, a couple retirements uh happening uh a couple players robbie gray of your uh, your rival port adelaide uh power i'll just use the, the regular term now let you, you, you know, is stepping away from the game daniel hanaberry is going to play one final game against his former uh swans mates uh and then you, you know we've got the uh the decision that everybody's waiting on, you know, where, you know, where's Clarko? You know, if they put him into a red and white striped shirt and the big brown glasses yet and put him out in a crowd, you know, where's Clarko? Uh, who knows what's going to happen there, but it, 
you know, Essendon is just is is having some issues right now. And I know you were an Essendon fan when you were younger before the Crows came into the comp. Yeah, absolutely. A big club, one of the big four in Melbourne. You've got Carlton, Collingwood, Richmond and Essendon with massive amount of support in Melbourne. <clears throat> I was. I was a Bombers fan growing up. Went to see them. Uh, we got the bus from Gawler South across to Melbourne for our footy trip in 83, no, uh, 84 and 85, I believe, and saw them beat the Hawks in those two grand finals. But the legend, Kevin Sheedy, one of my biggest highlights ever was to interview Kevin Sheedy at the US Nationals um, in Louisville. So I sat down with Kevin Sheedy for about 10 minutes and that was that was a highlight of out of all the interviews I've ever done just because mm-hmm. he's he's such a legend, legend right, player right. and legend coach. Yeah, yeah. And it it uh it's interesting, you know, that some of the things that have been discussed about uh, that 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 he actually had stated that you know maybe getting uh you know if North Melbourne, you know, signs if he ends up becoming Clarko becomes their coach. That might be the thing that helps to precipitate moving the ruse to Tasmania. And and on Footy Classified, they were they were not having that. Uh, Caroline Wilson basically had said, I think she said that he had lost the plot uh, <laughs> on that. So yeah, ready to jump into the games for this week yeah, because sure. we got we got uh, <clears throat> we still got games that are going to decide positions on the ladder uh, that are going to you know determine who's playing and who's not. We've still got one spot basically open uh, in the, uh, in the finals, you know, and I don't know, you know, don't know how that's going to play out, but uh, we shall see. But the uh, first game this weekend, you have Brisbane who's sitting at number four hosting (laughs) Melbourne, who's sitting at number three, both at 60 points. Melbourne has a 3.6 percentage point lead on them. Only one change for Brisbane. Ryan Lester is the meta sub uh, for Melbourne. James Jordan has been omitted. Uh, Luke Jackson and Trent Rivers both playing their 50th game. Uh, not a lot of changes here, but this is a uh, game where both have an incentive to try to, uh, to, to do well and to really outscore their opponent because one of them could still possibly end up with a, with a home first-round final game. Yeah, interesting game, isn't it? The Lions are slight favoured by two and a half points. The D's beat them well last time they played in June. But what about the D's beating the Blues? I mean, how did the Blues blow that lead? So, oh, feel sorry for them a little bit. This, for me, is totally a home... <laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> this this for me is totally a home field pick because it's at the Gabba. Going for the Lions just, but would not be surprised either way. Yeah, I'm I'm going with the Lions as well by by ten, so I guess a little bit wider margin there. But you know, they do play better at the Gabba than they do on the road, um, and they've actually played a little bit better over the last few weeks because you know we've talked about how I, I said you know I just. I wasn't sure if, if, you know, Brisbane was a, was a, a tough side. They didn't see, they seemed to be playing, you know, non-aggressive. I'm not sure what, I don't remember what term I used, but they just, they were kind of passive. They weren't really aggressive around the ball and such. I didn't think, and 
they've kind of showed a little bit more of that. And I think they're going to definitely have to do that this week. And at home, you know, should be a huge crowd there, I would imagine. Uh, so I'm going with Brisbane to win this one and, uh, you know, push the D's a little bit further down. They push, It might end up pushing them right out of the top four. Might push them right into a, you know, just a, an elimination final. So we shall see what happens with that then. But uh, we then head off to the, the ACT to the Manuka Oval where GWS, who is, well, they're 16th. They, they're going to stay around there, are hosting Fremantle. Uh, Fremantle's at sixth with uh, 58 points. Their percentage is about 10 lower uh, than, uh, than Melbourne's in the three spot there at 116. Uh, James Peatling, Tim Toronto in for GWS. Lockie Keefe, Tanner Brun is injured. Uh, Xavier Haller in the Metasub. Uh, Bailey Banfield in Metasub. Darcy Tucker is omitted. Rory Lobb is injured. Lloyd Meek and Nat Fife are back in. And Michael Walters playing his 200th game. And uh, real quickly, I do want to you know, give a shout out. Michael Walters, good on you, sir, for uh, working with the, uh, the kids with, uh, that Michael Gallus had down from uh, the Kimberley region. Um, this past week when they went to the Dockers and got to spend a couple of days with the, with the club, that was really terrific. So, you know, Frio is still trying to get a double, double chance. They're going to have to really score some points by a wide margin to, you know, possibly get into the four. They still could do it. It's not, I don't think it's likely to happen, but they still could possibly get there. Um, if it doesn't rain, maybe that bodes well for Frio because they don't tend to play terribly well in the wet. Yeah, you're right. They kicked nine goals, 17 against the Eagles. I mean, they got up and won, but uh, great to see Nate, Nate Fife back in. Lob, lob out with a shoulder. That's a bit of a blow. I'm kind of a bit of a fan of Rory Lob. The Giants, well, they only lost by five points to the Dogs. But if I am correct, someone's going to lose out of the Ds and the Lions, obviously. And if the if the Carlton Blues beat the Magpies and then the Dockers can get fourth spot, which yeah. is huge because yeah. then they get the home field in the first finals game. So Dockers are favoured by 15 and a half. I think they'll get it done by about that. No, I, and again, I don't look at, I don't look at those numbers, but I, I jotted down, I was going with Fremantle by 15 on this one. So I know. Oh. I, uh, <laughs> I just, I, I think the Dockers are, are, are a much better side, you know, and again, you know, Fremantle, I'm sorry, GWS, uh, the players there, this is, this is again, you know, another opportunity for that to get themselves on video for whoever the, the, the next senior coach happens to be to say, hey, you know what, we should still be part of this side. And if we're not going to be here, maybe somebody else should pick us up then and still employ us somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Well, they're still not sure who's going to coach the Giants, but just uh, got to mention the games at Manuka Oval. That's in Canberra. Mm -hmm. So if, it's get, if it can get quite wet and cold in Canberra, so that would be an advantage to the Giants if it is uh, bad weather. Right, right. And then we head to Marvel for, again, another one of those games that is not going to change the, the ladder necessarily. Um, you've got number 18, North Melbourne hosting number 12, Gold Coast, who have, uh, you know, North is going to have a new coach soon, whoever that may be. Uh, 
this is, as I mentioned before, this is the last opportunity for their club to, to, to audition, their players to audition. Uh, Aiden Bonner's back in, Flynn Perez, Jack Mahoney, uh, Josh Goder is uh, debuting. And Jason Horn Francis has evidently taken his ice bath, so he's allowed to play again. Uh, Aaron Hall's been omitted. Jack Siebel's injured. Jackson Archer injured. Jaden Stevenson injured. Jed Anderson injured. Paul Curtis injured. And uh, for the Suns, you've got Alex Sexton in and Huago Paul away. I'm, I'm sure I'm butchering his name there, uh, are in. Isaac Rankin, I guess, is having shoulder surgery here soon. Jeremy Sharp, the Metasub, and Sam Day is injured. What are you thinking on this one? Wow, that's some big outs for the Ruse. Jed Anderson, the top knot boy. He used to have the crazy little man bun, but he's looking a bit better now. He's a good player. Aaron Hall's a good player. Stevenson, Zebel. Wow, there's some big outs. But uh, I see your boys out for the uh, Suns, Isaac Rankin. Well, if I was the Adelaide Crows, I would be going absolutely really hard to get Jason Horn Francis there instead of Isaac Rankin. There's obviously trouble at the ruse with him, as we've talked about. I would go hard for him. He's a, I think he's going to be like a Patrick Dangerfield type player. Really impressed with him. He's very young. Oh, the Suns are favoured by 20 points. Like we said, bit of a nothing game. Yeah. Take the Suns to win, mainly because a lot of outs for the Ruse. It's at Marvel Stadium. I think the Ruse might get a bit closer. So let's say the Suns by about 15. Well, here this is the first game where we're going to differ because I'm actually going with the Ruse in this game uh, because, you know, the, 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 uh, the Suns, you know, they've uh, – They've only won two out of their last eight games. And this is a club that, you know, that yourself and myself and, and Chris Pepper over there on Lace Out Podcast have, you know, have talked up the Suns, you know, wanting to see, you know, the, the good of the game, to, to see the Suns making finals. And they've, they've continued to, you know, trip over themselves and, and, you know, fritter away a really good opportunity they had this year. I think that the, the Ruth players are going to, again, you know, they're, they're playing for their careers, quite frankly. They're, you know, if Clarko's coming in, a lot of these players are going to be back next year, and they're going to want to, you know, this is this is a guy who's won four premierships, and they're going to they're going to want to say, hey, coach, we can help you win another one here. I just I don't know why, but I just have a feeling the Ruse, you know, at home, they're gonna they're gonna squeak by. I've got the Ruse winning by nine. You might dead. Be right, but a lot of outs for the Ruse. Right, right. But I'll tell you what, I won't be watching. I'll be watching the Dockers Giants game. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's why that's why we have the Watch AFL app because we can always go back and watch it later. I mean, I <laughs> I still do that. I I will go, you know, in the winter time when there aren't any games on, I'll just go back and pick a random game from like 2019 or 2020 <laughs> and put it on just because just to to watch footy. You know, it doesn't. I I, I do that all the time. Uh, <laughs> Now we move on to GMBHA Stadium, and uh, the the minor premieres, uh, the Cats, are hosting are hosting West Coast. Now here's the thing, yeah, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and let you know I'm tipping the Cats to win this one. So what I, what I've just done here, what I'm predicting is that the Eagles are gonna end up getting a wooden spoon. That's what I'm. That's what I just I just have basically said there that that the Ruse are gonna jump out of the 18th spot in the last round here is what I'm, is what I'm predicting and I'm probably going to be wrong. Uh, but the, uh, the cats, uh, Tom Atkins is being managed. Reese Stanley, uh, is injured. Uh, Jeremy Cameron's got a bit of a, uh, a hamstring, uh, issue. 
Isaac Smith and Asava Radaglia are in. Uh, Radaglia's first game with the senior side this year. Patrick Dangerfield's 300th game. Uh, for the Eagles, Bailey Williams is in. Jai Cully, Tim Kelly, and Willie Rioli. Uh, Andrew Gaff injured. Brady Huff illness. Greg Clarkson Metisub. Jake Waterman injured. And Nick Natanui is injured. Basically, in this one, it's, uh, hey, cats, stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much it. Let's just you know run the clock, carry carry Dangerfield off after the game, get a win if you can get it, move on to finals. Yeah, you're right. Eagles uh, underdogs by 58 and a half. They might wow. get closer than that. First of all, big Nick Natanui, one of my favorite players ever. Bit of a worry because he's injured, but he's had those knee operations mm -hmm. and the Perth boys were saying that it's bone on bone. So he he might struggle to do a really good preseason next year. So bit of a worry there. I'm going to go for the Cats, of course, but I don't think I think the Eagles get a bit closer than that. But, mate, you must be nervous, eh? The star, one of my favourite players also ever, Jeremy Cameron. Yeah. He's got a hamstring, and we know his history of hamstrings. So wouldn't that be disastrous for your cats if he was out for a few weeks? I think he'll be okay. They it might rest him the first week of the finals, they're talking, but big fan of Cameron. Cats, they're looking good. i got to say, they're probably my pick for the grand final and win it all at the moment. You know, I, I truly hope that they – of course, I hope that they win. But then the predicament is having to convince my wife to allow me to, 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 to buy a bunch of premiership stuff to have sent here. <laughs> um, that's that's going to be a little. So those of you who are listeners that want to say, hey, you'll, you'll pick up the, if, if you know, whoever it is. I mean, I would love to have be able to display whoever wins the premiership in my little closet of recording here. So, you know, whoever it happens to be, if it's if it's Richmond or. If it's you know Collingwood or or whomever, yeah, you know, I would I would certainly display whatever you know you wanted to share. But if it, if it ends up being the cats and you the poster here or there or whatever you want, I will gladly display it and give you credit for it. Uh, but yeah, I've got the cats winning it by about four and a half goals. I mean, I, I I you have to I guess you have to play the game. You know, uh, you can't be passive to try to not be, you know, to try to not achieve an injury because as soon as you start to do this, mm -hmm. that's when injuries tend to happen. So, you know, I, I think that, I think the Eagles, you know, they're, they're a proud club. I think they're going to go ahead and they're going to come out and play hard. Um, but I think the cats are still too strong a side for them. You know, I mean, they've got basically, you know, um, Mitch Duncan's out, uh, Tom Atkins is out, but they've got for all intents and purposes, you know, they're, they're regular midfield in place there. So, and it's, it's a halfway decent one. Uh, so there we go. And then we head off to the MCG and you have the, uh, the Essendon Bombers. Uh, not sure who's coaching them this weekend. Uh, if they call you, can you make a flight and get there to, to, can you get the weekend off from the Elks and go coach the, coach the, the Bombers this weekend? Oh, I would love to give a pre-game talk and a talk during training to some of these young woke kids that need to yeah. keep off their cell phones and get back to some of the basics of of life and team camaraderie ship. I mean, 
Look at the way that that Nick Hines wasn't even looking or paying attention to the coach on the sidelines. That was disgraceful. That was total disrespect. I mean, you wouldn't do stuff like that back when I was playing, mate. Yeah. So Essendon is hosting hosting Richmond. Richmond sitting at number seven. They've got 50 points. They could – I don't think they're going to be making a, a move up the ladder too far. They, yeah, they're, they're pretty much locked into seventh. They could drop to eighth possibly. Uh, so they're going to be on, they're going to be uh, on the road. And I put that in quotes for their first, um, you know, elimination final game there. Um, you know, the Tigers, they're going to, they're, they're causing seven other clubs right now just a little bit of restless sleep knowing that they're lurking because this is a side that has won three out of the last four this is a side that still has a lot of the players um in place that have won those premierships i think you know shane edwards announced that he's retiring also and i forgot to mention mention him um you know tom lynch you know kicked eight last week he's seven behind charlie kernow right now uh, having played four fewer games, I've got the Tigers winning this one by three goals, and I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, knowing how interesting and that's the word I'm gonna use. Interesting that Essendon's defense is. I think Tom Lynch is gonna end up winning the Coleman. I think he's gonna kick at least eight this game. <laughs> okay, I just I just think he's gonna just blow up against the Bombers this week, okay? Now, I know that's a really ridiculous prediction there, but, uh, you know, Jeremy Cameron was was in line to possibly do it. You know, Hawkins was, you know, up there at the top as well. I just think Lynch is just is just kind of a man on a mission, he looks like there. So I've got them winning it by about three goals. That is not a crazy prediction because Lynch is on 55, Charlie Kerno is on 61, Cameron's out, of course, on 59. He might do it. He kicked eight last week. He's a very good player. Looks a bit of a snarly sort of guy and gets in a bit of trouble, but very good player. They are looking so dangerous. I hate to say it. I respect them. I don't like them. And if Dusty Martin's back in for the finals, wow. There's even talk another Rioli. Willie Rioli might be across there next year from the Eagles, possibly. So Wow. Oh, wow. I, I can see the Tigers absolutely winning this quite big they're favored by 23 and a half nothing's telling me that the bombers players are going to rally together at all mm-hmm. tigers to win really big because of the yeah. essendon disaster this week really yeah. and daniel rioli just signed on through 2027 with the tigers also uh yesterday yes. so he's he's going to be there for another five seasons and then we head to the adelaide <laughs> oval for number 11, Port Adelaide, and number 14, Adelaide, uh, Robbie Gray is in. Jackson Mead omitted. Riley Bonner omitted. Uh, Darcy Byrne-Jones playing game 150 for Port Adelaide. Ben Davis, the Medisub. Shane McAdam injured for the Crows. And Wayne Malera coming in. Now, I saw somebody post on Twitter just a little while ago that nobody outside of SA cares about this game. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Uh, but it doesn't quite have the luster that, that it has, has had in recent years because both sides are sitting outside the eight. This is your home club here. This is your favorite club going off the, against the one that you love to jab at. So take it away, sir. 
well, whoever posted that online is talking rubbish because even the Melbourne media said recently that this is one of the great rivalries in sport in Australia now. Mm-hmm. 52 showdowns it is. Port Adelaide Power Pats are 26 to the Crows 25. So that's as close as it can be. Oh, the power of favour by 18 and a half. I'm going to tip them to win just. I think the Crows will cover. Many of these games are very, very tight, even when there is a quite a big difference in the ladder. Got to mention Robbie Gray, terrific player, rated in the top two or three all-time ever Port Adelaide Power players. He's won five showdown medals. Think about that. That is incredible. <laughs> five showdown medals. Wow. Crows yeah. have been informed. They've won the last three. It's at night. They play a bit better. And they're a bit of a grinding, grunting, hard at the bold team. But Port Adelaide have got more skill, power just, but I hope I am wrong. No, I know. I've got Port winning it by 11. Uh, I know you hope you're wrong there. I if, And I... And I think that, you know, regardless of where they are on the ladder, and they're only four points apart from each other, um, this is going to be, you know, this is, this is a game for bragging rights for the rest of, for the, rest of the, uh, the summer in, in Adelaide. I mean, this is where, you know, because I, I uh, and I'm trying to remember, who did I see? Somebody from Port came out, and it wasn't Robbie Gray. Uh, it was Ollie Wines that uh, just saw something just in the last, couple of hours where he was coming out where he basically is saying that you know he just he cannot he cannot stand Adelaide he just doesn't like the you know the, the he doesn't like the culture of the club and it's just you know it's just an it's it's almost like it's you know it's you hear the jokes in the movies and such it's just an awful place and it's you know um there was a very politically incorrect movie from the mid-1970s uh, called Kentucky Fried Movie if you haven't seen it be forewarned. It is politically incorrect. It's uh, the language. The in there. It, it's it's a very funny film, but the, the language is extraordinarily coarse. There's you know there's overt um, racism that's in the film that's intended to be humorous. And there's one situation where there, there there's this like tyrant guy who's you know and this is kind of the Ali Wines thing there where he's you know he's talking bad about the other side where they're they're punishing this guy. And, you know they they you know you send him to prison or that sort of thing and. And they, they tell the guy, and they, they said, send him to Detroit. And the, and the guy, and he's, and he's like, no, not Detroit. So it, it's a very un-PC movie. It, it's very funny. It's all these little vignettes, all these little, little different scenes uh, throughout the film. And again, I'm, I'm not advocating or supporting the, the content of it, but it's a funny film. Not terribly PC, but I think it was made by John Landis, the guy that ended up making Animal House, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, I've got Port winning this one by eleven. I, 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 I think Port is still a, a a decent side. I think Adelaide is has improved. You know, as of late, they've won some games that uh, that they needed to win to get them back into the direction that we thought they were going last year when they started making some progress. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, Ollie Wines, the reigning Brownlow medalist, terrific player. But I hope he's drinking some of that beautiful Brossa Valley red wine in sorrow on Saturday <laughs> night after they get defeated 
But talking about the rivalry, right, it's a bit different now, mate. Kids are a bit different. The players, everyone's a bit more friendlier. But back in the day, mate, it was crazy. It was total, like, dislike slash hatred. And then you got the famous brawl at the Ramsgate Hotel on Henley Beach. It's a nice little bar where you get the women there on a Sunday night. And the brawl started in the pub and then went out to the car park. So... Parking lot, if you read about that online, Mark Rusciutio was obviously the tough guy for the Crows and the probably captain at the time. So that's a legendary story in Adelaide that was kept very quiet from the media. So yeah. that's uh, well, worth reading about that one. <laughs> well, and that's the, that's the thing is that, you know, you know old, old farts like you and I, and again, you know, I was, I was, I was, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know if the word dork, or square translates very well in Australia. Um, what, what's what's the what what would be the, the term for like a nerd or something like that? That's just you know, what what would be that that slang term that from your childhood? Ah, uh, yeah, nerd. Dog. Okay, I was um, I was oh, Bogan. I was, Bogan. Yeah. Bogan's a bit of a name okay. like that. I was. That's what I was growing up. So I mean, uh, but you know, but you know, a lot of my peers and and a lot of us, you know, quite frankly, we're probably thankful that we didn't have these little cell phones that were recording the stuff that we did when we were younger you know i i if my mom knew some of the stuff that i did and she does listen but you know there was a little side street near our house that in the winter time that we would there's a house that had a huge brick wall surrounding the house and we would hide behind that in the winter time when the streets are icy and when the cars were going down that little side street slowly we would run up behind the car and grab onto the bumper and you know slide down the street you know on our shoes <laughs> you know behind the car you know for like two blocks down the car we called it bumping we would do, my mom would would you know string me up by my nostrils if she knew that i had done that when i was a kid uh, <laughs> but, you know, but yeah i was i was that was probably the dumbest thing that i did um yeah but we head off then to a game that might still have an impact on the eight and we're heading down to tasmania to york park in launceston and Hawthorne sitting at number 13 is hosting the Bulldogs at number nine. And boy, do the Bulldogs need a win. And they need some other things happening as well. Um, Hawthorne's got Daniel Howe in. Uh, Jack Saunders and Ned Long are debuting. Uh, Jackson Callow and Max Lynch are also in. Jared Impey is injured. Uh, Jacob Kaschitsky has been uh, omitted. And on the Bulldogs side, uh, Lockheed McNeil's been uh, omitted. Josh Bruce is back in, Robbie McComb, Taylor Durea, and Tim O'Brien are back in. Bulldogs need a win desperately, and they need a big win. Yeah, just back to the last minute. Bogan is not really a nerd. Bogan yeah. is more of a Port Adelaide power fan. Nah, they're all right, but that's you like, know what that's, I mean. That's kind of like <laughs> that's kind of that would kind of like translate to Hillbilly, wouldn't it? Yeah, Hillbilly or okay. Redneck or Bogan okay. or yeah. trailer type trash or whatever yeah. but no nah, there's good people everywhere there's, I'm just there's, a, there's a tv series and i haven't well, i haven't watched it yet but i've got it on my list to watch on acorn tv and it's called upper middle bogan right uh, yeah i haven't watched it yet but it looks like it looks like it looks fun well you've probably heard of the show trailer park boys here in canada oh, that's, I have, that's pretty I've, funny i have watched the trailer park. i've watched that series all the way through <laughs> a couple of times yes i'm very familiar with <laughs> With Bubbles and Ricky, yes, and uh, and Mr. Leahy, and uh, yes, and uh, Julian, Rand, Julian, and, and and Randy and his cheeseburgers. I trust me, I am I am very familiar with that one. Yes, uh huh. <laughs> well, I had a 
I had a, uh, I did not discover it until one day. Um, and unfortunately this student, uh, a former student of mine who, who graduated about five years ago, he was actually murdered. Unfortunate, great kid. But I, I remember him sitting at his, com his computer and he had, he had his Netflix on at the end of the class period, you know, with a couple minutes left and he was watching what was trailer park boys. And I had never seen it before. And I was, I was, uh, I, I happened to look over his shoulder and I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> and it's, and it, if you haven't seen trailer park boys, it is, it's a hilarious show, but you know, when you're watching it, if you pay, if you really pay attention to your physical being, you can actually feel the IQ points that are oozing out of your ear as you get dumber watching <laughs> the trailer park boys. It's now, you know, it's, it's like uh, Letterkenny. I don't know if you've watched Letterkenny at all, uh, which is kind of like trailer park boys with slightly, they, they had, they had a thesaurus, they, the, the slightly better vocabulary with the, uh, um, with the, the, the people, the characters are on that show. If you haven't seen Letterkenny yet, it's, it's a very funny show. Yeah, it's very popular here, and there's yeah. actually one in Australia similar to similar to all this called Housos, and it's filmed in the western suburbs of Sydney. And I tell you what, some of these AFL players, they look like they're living out there and bit of bogan type with some of their long mullets and moustaches. <laughs> but yeah, they kind of think it's trendy. Some of these Aussie footy boys, but my girlfriend laughs at some of their haircuts. <laughs> And of course, one of the best players for the Bulldogs has got one of those haircuts. It but really yeah, the Bulldogs are favoured by 16 and a half. There's something they're not quite right with them, is there? We all picked them to make a run and they still can. I picked them to they win the grand win. final. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So did I. It's played in Tasmania, which gives uh, the Hawks a bit of an advantage because they're often playing down there. Mm hmm. I tip them the Bulldogs because they can still make the eight if they win right, reasonably right. well. I believe the percentage points are down a bit, but they I believe they can make it. So they should win probably by about fifteen. Yeah, because they're at one hundred seven point nine. Uh, you know, Carlton's at one hundred eight point eight. Um, the Tigers are at one eighteen point seven. Yeah, but they're not going to catch the Tigers. They could they no. could catch Carlton. So yes. they, they need they need Collingwood to beat Carlton first and foremost. That has to happen for them. Uh, but you know, I, I think the Bulldogs are going to win. I don't know if it's going to be a big enough uh, win. You know, the if you if you look back, at, I think at the Bulldogs this year, you know, you had you know Josh Bruce going down with his knee injury late last year, so they they didn't have Josh Bruce for basically this entire season. You know, they 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 brought Jamara Eugle Hagen along slowly. You know, they didn't they didn't toss him into the ones and say okay here you're the other key forward now go figure it out they let him build some confidence in the VFL and now that he's getting his opportunities he's gonna be a darn terrific player so a lot of that forward scoring has been on the shoulders of, of Aaron Naughton this year so they've 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 really scuffled you know Cody Waitman missed you know some time with the, the elbow injury that he had so I think Josh Bruce's injury I think really put them behind the eight ball this year. I think this is a club that next year could be right back in the, uh, in the top four. This is a really talented side. I, I, I still think that. Yeah, absolutely. They just need one key defender. Maybe they can get the great fella from the, from the West coast Eagles across there, but Oh yeah. Disappointing. 
They really have been. But, hey, they might make a run. You never know. And don't you get too confident sitting up top there, the Geelong Cats, because no, anything I, can happen. No, I, no, I, I, I agree. I, I Trust me, I am not confident. I, 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 I'm a Cleveland sports fan first and foremost. I, I don't get confident. I, I, I get therapy. I don't get confident. I, get, I go to talk to somebody and go, God, it happened again. Red right 88, John Elway, the fumble, the drive, the shot. It's just like Michael Jordan. Oh, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> um, now, I'm going to skip to the last game, and then we'll come back to the one prior to that. But we're going to go to Marvel for St. Kilda sitting at number 10, hosting number two, Sydney. And St. Kilda still, if they have, I mean, they need a monster performance. I mean, they need to absolutely blow Sydney out of the water and have Carlton and the Bulldogs lose. St. Kilda is not out of the finals yet, officially. Uh, Brad Crouch suspended, Cooper Sharman's injured, Jimmy Webster injured, Mason Wood injured, Dan Hanaberry's back in, uh, Darig Joyce is uh, in, Dean Kent, Jack Vitell, Josh Battle, Ryan Burns, and Tom Campbell in. Will Gould debuting for Sydney. Hayden McLean, Sam Wicks are also in with the Swans. You know, the Swans, this is, this is a pretty intriguing game because, again, the Saints – they kind of have to. They kind of have to just go for broke to try to to blow out the Swans. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, and the Swans need to add on as much percentage as they possibly can to get a, a, a home final in the first the first round. So I'm going with the Swans to win this one. I just I think they're a much better side here. I've got them winning by 13. Um, what are you thinking on this one? Oh, you're dead right. Looking at the percentage, the Swans have to win and win quite a bit more well not a bit more but they got to make sure they win by more than what the uh, demons do if the demons win mm -hmm. uh i know i'm liking the swans i'm right now i'm saying it's a cat swans grand final but anything can happen disappointing with dan hannenbury retiring soft tissue injuries he's been strung with them for years he was a star early on in his yeah. career so sad Oh, no, I'm going to go Swans by more than 13. I think they'll blow them out the water. They really will. Um, big fan of the Swans. I really wouldn't mind if they won at all, personally. So yeah, I might get uh, a little offended by it, but that's a... <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I, won't be sh I won't be shocked if it happens. I mean, I, I, you, can make a le you, know, you can make a legitimate... And again, we don't know who the eight are yet because we still have one last round to play and one spot really to fill. But you can make a legitimate argument for all eight clubs that are going to be playing finals that they could win it. You really could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's gonna, you know. So that brings us to our last game, and I think it's it's I think it's the second to last game of the weekend. Let me scroll up here to the list here. Yeah, yep, it's gonna. Yep. Yeah, it's at one twenty a.m. And I already committed to. Uh, so the Bulldogs will be underway. Um, once this this uh game is played although you know sid or st kilda's going to play after this so i was thinking you know if the bulldogs happen to not beat hawthorne or didn't win by a very large margin that maybe carlton ends up resting a player or two that that they want to get a break in them before finals start but then they have you know they still have to worry about you know what if st kilda was to to blow out sydney and possibly leapfrog them so that you know 
that's not going to happen. But I, uh, I, this is going to be this is going to be must see TV here. Uh, and fortunately, this is one of the games that's going to be on here in North America. Sorry, I had to kind of cough there real quick. Um, there's a lot of injuries uh, that are that are going on. You know, the the Carlton Blues have uh, Patty Dows and Medisa, but Adam Chair is back in. George Hewitt's in, Tom DeConing, and Zach Williams is back in for the first time in quite some time. Philly McRae, Jordan DeGoey, and Ollie Henry are back in for Collingwood. Uh, Jake Ginnivan has been named to the side, uh, even though he had left the game. Or Yeah, Jack Ginnivan is being named to the side, even though he'd left the last game with a bit of a, a hamstring issue. So the Pies are recognizing how important this one is. Um, what are you thinking here? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, they the, <laughs> predict the, the a 90,000 at the MCG. It'll probably be 100, but the trouble is the Melbourne Cricket Ground members might not give away their tickets. So 90,000, if anyone can see this game, you'll see how great and how big as Aussie football is with mm -hmm. the big games, two of the biggest clubs in Australia. Magpies were favoured by one and a half the last I looked. To go, he's a big in, but how good or how bad is that hip flexor? You don't want to risk that. Right, right. Ginevan, well, he's caused himself so much trouble this year, hasn't he? And his form hasn't been as good recently. <clears throat> Taylor Adams is still out with a groin. That's a bit of a blow. You know, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm just changed my pick right now. <clears throat> I'm going to say the Blues just because... They have to win. Uh -huh. But for the show tomorrow night, I'm going to go on whatever my dad says because my dad's beaten me recently in the past <laughs> few. The past, few the past few weeks, he's gone ahead of me in the tip. So there you go. I'll yeah, say I the Blues right now, but really don't know, really don't care. I just hope it's a great spectacle for the new fans watching. Right, right. I mean, this is, this is a head and heart game for me. Okay, my heart, and this is tough because again, you know, the, I, I, I still kind of, you know, am kind of holding that little mini grudge with Carlton not waiting until after the grand final to hire Michael Voss last year. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, my heart would love to see Carlton win this because it would help to keep the pies out of the top four, which would give the Cats maybe a, you know, some semblance of a home finals game because they might be playing like Brisbane or Fremantle probably still at the MCG but it would still kind of be a home game for them there uh, so my heart wants Carlton to win but my head thinks that the Pies are going to get it done because they want a top four finish and I've got them winning it by seven because you know the, the Cats are going to end up playing a uh, you know likely to be playing a, a home first round final in front of about 70,000 Collingwood supporters. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just, I, that's, like I said, that's, that's always that, that, that thing that, that is the, the American footy fan, you know, getting shipped off to go play. You know, we've talked about this before, getting shipped off to go play your home final game against your opponents in front of your opponent's crowd, you know, is a, is, is, just that one that's that one small kernel of, of the game that I just go, God, that just really bugs me. And I and I understand the whole concept of putting butts in seats. I get it, but 
And I know that if you're going to win the grand final, you have to win the gate. You have to win a game there. I, but you also have to also get to that point there as well. So I, there are, there's a lot of arguments and counter arguments here. And I, and I, and I understand it, but uh, like I said, I, I, I kind of hope that Carlton wins this. And so that it may push the, the pies out of the number four spot. So maybe Brisbane or Fremantle slides in there. And I, and, and again, Fremantle already knocked off the cats in Geelong. So that's, that's no, that's no given that it's going to happen, but I'm just thinking of it just from purely from this, the fan standpoint that there might be more, you know, people in hoops than in purple showing up at the game. Well, as you've known, I've followed this sport and followed the VFL, even when it's SANFL. So there's four teams I don't like Port Adelaide, Richmond, Collingwood and Carlton. <laughs> so for that, <laughs> because of that, I hope the doggies get in. So I hope the Blues lose. Yeah. But then I would rather see the Dockers get in fourth spot. Yeah. So I'm kind yep. of torn. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it, it's uh, it's 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 one. Of, it, it it quite frankly, it's it's a pick your poison game. It really is. It's you know it, what what do I want to have happen? Do I want you know do I want to uh, I don't know. I just, I, I guess I'm enjoying the fact that they're sitting in the top spot. They've got the second, you know, the second chance, regardless of, of what happens. Uh, and they may need it this year. You never know. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm never a, a I'm not a, a, I'm not a glass half full type person. I'm always somebody that looks at it and says the glass was too big to begin with. Uh, they should have just used a smaller <laughs> glass and we wouldn't have to have this discussion. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> this is this is going to be an interesting interesting round, and of course, you know, as we're wrapping this up, you know, next weekend, the women's comp gets started, and I'm I'm very excited about that because if I, I did I read correctly, and I guess I have to look a little bit for is does the entire men's comp have the week off before they play the first round of finals? I think yes, is. correct. Yes. Yeah. So that that week right there is when the women's comp is debuting. So it's nice it's nice to have them having that week to themselves, if you will, to start the new, start the new season. I guess that, that was a good move for, for the game to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And the week off for everyone next week is mm-hmm. a bit controversial because it, I don't know, it kind of takes away a little bit from finishing in the top two because, you know, they used to get the buy or the top team used to get the buy, but Oh, it's changed from the top five to the six to the top eight now, so I can't keep up with half of it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a bit confusing, the final eight these days. It used to be very easy to work out who was going to play who. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to the women's and then, obviously, the finals. It really could be a fantastic final series. With, it could. Like you said, teams from seventh or eighth might make a run. And if the uh, Cats do win the Premiership, mate, just make sure you leave those two jars of Vegemite up there because I'd hate to see them get thrown off your oh, back. Back they're not, there, they're not going to get. They're going to get eaten. Oh right. There were. There were. There were. Yeah. I've gone, and I, I don't know if we. I don't know if I've mentioned this, but you know, since since uh, Orville Gibson sent me my first jar of Vegemite in June of last year. I have I have gone through fourteen jars of Vegemite. <laughs> I ab- I absolutely love it. I mean, I had never I had never tried it before. 
and I, I truthfully, I absolutely love it. And I, and I'm at the point now where, you know, I put, I find, I found like these, uh, um, crisp breads, which are, you know, which, you know, for the, 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 the diet that I'm on right now, they're, they're, they don't count much on in terms of my diet thing there. I don't even, I'm at the point now where I don't even use butter anymore. I just put, <laughs> I just put just Vegemite on. I, 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 I truly love it. I mean, I, I, I ordered in December, that's what's left in December. I ordered a case of 12 jars. That's what's left of the, of the 12 jars right there. Okay. I have half a jar in my classroom and I have about half a jar downstairs in my kitchen. These are the only two that are left. And I have another case in my cart on Amazon to order. It's wow. about, it's about $48 for a case. So it's about, it's about $4 a jar, which buying them 12 at a time, it was actually, it was actually about $2 a jar cheaper than buying them three at a time. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm all about being fruit. I find, I find something that I like and I, you know, because I, because I'm cheap. Okay. My, my kids give me a hard time about this, you know, but when, you know, my kids were growing up, my wife, you know, we had, we'd made the decision that, you know, she was going to be kind of a stay at home mom with the kids, you know, while the kids were in their formative years, it worked out well. You know, my son got a, you know, a huge scholarship that, that paid for him to go to college. You know, he didn't pay a penny to go to school. My daughter got a lot of scholarship money. So we factor that in and say, you know, we actually did get paid, you know, for, for not working there, but you know, I've, I've told them for years, I said, you know, I've, I've done these cheap things, you know, like, you know, I, I have, I, I have on the steps, I know you have to go here in a sec. I have a bag of, of, of like the little you know, bars of soap that when you, when you use the bar of soap and it gets down to where there's just a little bit left, I put those into a big bag. And then after I fill up that bag, I cut them up <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I melt them down and I put them into like muffin pans and I make new bars of soap out of them. <laughs> and the kids look at me like I'm nuts and I'm telling them I said guys I've done this stuff your entire lifetime so you could go do the things that you were doing so I wasn't having to go spend those extra three dollars here or those extra four dollars here or that extra ten dollars here that's how you got to go play travel baseball or you got to be on this yeah. team and you got to do this and you got to travel there yeah I did those kinds of things and it's just ingrained in me now so yeah I, I'm looking for the you know I'm finding cheap judge right now I still have a a bottle of the squeeze Vegemite up there I've not opened up yet Michael Gallus sent me that one I haven't opened that one yet okay but I, yeah that's all I've got left so, I mean I'm starting to twitch here realizing I'm just about out of Vegemite well to the Americans listening this is how you, you eat Vegemite you make the toast you let the toast get a little cool you put the butter on it and you don't let the butter melt too much and then you have the Vegemite on top of the butter and don't put the Vegemite on too thick. So that's my advice to eating Vegemite. And the girlfriend's just come back from the gym and I'll never forget her face when she had to try the Vegemite in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> but I made her eat the whole piece and my niece was laughing her head off. <laughs> well, well, I mean, if you go back, to, and I've not updated my YouTube channel for a while, but the first time I tried it, I put way too much on. And it's, I, have a, I have a video on my YouTube channel of me trying it the first time. Now, I'm at the point right now where what I put on there then is not as much as I use now. I use a lot of it because, like I said, I, have, I absolutely love it. Um, this, is, this is not, you know, I'm trying to, I'm, this is not me trying to, you know, hey, Australia, look, I love your, your little national snack. It's not me trying to, you know, brown nose anybody, pun sort of intended with it being Vegemite, but no, I absolutely love it. 
Wow. Yeah. You better get them as a sponsor next year. <laughs> well, I I would love I I have a sticker on my on my desk at school, uh, a Vegemite sticker. I found that, you know, with all those other footy stickers on there. I've got a Vegemite one right smack dab in the middle. And I'm well, probably I'm probably gonna put I got a second one, I'm probably gonna put it on the back of my van as well. Well, you might have to do, do two edits for this show. The full show and then the five-minute rant on the Vegemite. <laughs> I'm leaving it right there, but I'm, I'm definitely going to – that may be the little piece that I put out there as the video clip. So, Mick, where can people find you, sir? And it's probably not at the Vegemite store. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. I eat it. I haven't gotten any right at the moment, but sure, I, I like it. I eat it. Um, yeah, MickOzzy.tv, MYKOzzy.tv on Twitter, MickOzzy, and Friday nights on Sports Grid TV out of New York. We talk AFL picks, CFL, NFL with Gabe Renzi and Cam and Dave. So that's a lot of fun as well. All right. Do you have any watermelon left in the fridge? Uh, yeah, you like that, eh? That was a lot I of did, fun. Yes. Last for, week. for those of you who didn't, for those of you who haven't checked out, uh, you know, Mick, uh, Mick carved out a watermelon to make a, a football helmet out of it last week for his, uh, his uh, preview stuff with the Elks. And who do the Elks have this week? Yeah, they play the Ottawa Red Blacks in Ottawa Friday night and then Ottawa come here the following Friday night. So I'll be doing a show for the Elks again next Friday. But yeah, the Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans, they are green and white, and some of their fans wear watermelons on their heads. So it's good, all in good fun. It's oh, yeah. a lot of fun, and I loved uh, doing that show last week. And then I did a seven-minute video of just how I prepared the watermelon and talked some CFL in amongst that video as well. So I don't know, I enjoy doing it. And that's all over on your website, so people can check that out there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Outstanding, man. Well, I will reach out here soon. And we'll figure out what we can do with regards to finals. Uh, you know, maybe we can have an evening where we sit down next week and talk about the AFLW and go, not sure who's going to win because I haven't had a chance to look. <laughs> and and, 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 I, and I, this is where I've, I think we talked about this, where I'm, I'm going to feel guilty about, and I think you've told me not to, about not being able to give the, the, the women's comp the, the attention that I, that I feel it deserves because of, you know, my, my schedule back at school and my announcing schedule with the, the PA work, the public address work that I do. So I, that, and it's purely selfish on my part. That's the, probably the one negative or the drawback for me, as far as them having moved the, the, the startup to where they've moved it. Cause I'm not going to get to spend as much time on the women's game as I would like to. So, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what happens this year? I'm thrilled to see Danny Marshall getting another shot in the in the AFLW with the Bombers, um, and I'm going to spend a little time studying this weekend to try to you know I'm going to work on a, a prediction show, and you know put that out next week. But uh, Mick, right. great chatting with you, man. I know you've got to head off, and I'm I'm actually heading into work here myself here in just a few minutes. But uh, have a fantastic Thursday, sir. All right, and Americans, don't put your Vegemite on too thick. And kids playing Aussie footy, as always, don't put your mouth guard in your sock when you shoot for goal because it doesn't help and it's unnecessary. Now, Have a great let, weekend, now mate. Let, let me ask you one last thing because I know that I know that I've seen I've seen football players, gridiron players, actually line the inside of their mouth guards with bubble gum. I've seen that happen before. So they have like a flavor inside of the mouth guard. Could you, in theory, to bring everything back together here, 
could you line the inside of your mouth guard with Vegemite when you go out to play? <laughs> I'm just asking, okay? I'm just asking. <laughs> well, the way you love Vegemite, maybe you could. I, but, I, might, uh... <laughs> I might, yes. I, I, uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've used it in soup. I mean, I, I put it in. I, I, I've, I've looked up recipes. I love it, man. Absolutely love it. Cheers, cheers <laughs> well, Mick. Take all it right. easy. See you. Have ya. a great weekend. Yeah, See you, man. Bye, bye. All right, Mick. Hey, thanks for taking time out of your Thursday morning, sir. I know you've got to head off to work. Uh, I'm heading off to work as well. In fact, uh, tomorrow. You know, I'm back officially to work. I teach school. You know, we're on our summer recess right now, and I'm officially back to work tomorrow. I've been unofficially back to work for the last couple of weeks, but uh, I really have to be there because they tell me I have to be there tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to getting back at that. I have about six more years left before I'm eligible to retire. Uh, but, Mick, this has been a great deal of fun the last uh, couple of months, sitting down to, to talk about the games with you. Uh, I think this is something that maybe we look at doing even going into next year, depending on how our schedules work out, uh, depending on whether or not you are world famous at that point in time. I'm not going to be so bold as to say that that's going to happen with me, but yeah, hey, maybe somebody else will recognize that, that I'm out there. But folks, again, if you head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com, you'll find everything about the podcast. Uh, my, my blog is over there, and I'm, I'm working at trying to get more blog posts on on a regular basis. There are also, as I said before, links to all of my socials. I hope you'll follow me on Twitter. hope you'll reach out on uh, Facebook as well. Uh, if you're on Instagram over there, I do post uh, episodes there when they, uh, they come out too. And hopefully you'll get on the mailing list, because when new episodes come out, I like to get them in your hands as soon as they're available. Now, I'm... I'm actually going to run into a bit of a uh, an issue here, hopefully soon. It's a good problem to have. I'm closing in on 100 people on my mailing list. I'm not quite there yet. And, uh, yeah, the free Google email lets you send out basically like a, a mass email of 100 at a time. And I, and I know that because I was working with my mom to help uh, set up a, uh, a mass email for her. I believe it was her, well, she graduated from high school in 1960, so it's been a few years, but they're having a big get-together with the uh, the remaining members of her class, and so we were, I was helping her put together an email list for that, and we were only able to send out a certain number of emails, so I may have to actually start exploring a uh, an email service here pretty soon. But folks, look out for each other, give your friends a call, check up on them, tell them you love them, make sure they're okay. Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing more and more instances of, of people even after, you know, the, the lockdowns and such from COVID have occurred, but, um, having issues, but just check up on people, let them know you care. Okay. Let them know you care. Let them know you love them and that you're concerned about them. And folks, I do appreciate the kind words from you. If you really want to help out the podcast, you could leave a review over on my website. You can click and go right to the Apple podcast uh, page and leave a review there it really helps out the show that way i can share the uh, information out on the socials which give me maybe a little bit more street credibility with people saying hey somebody likes the show if you ha if you have a few minutes to do that it'd be absolutely fantastic and ladies and gentlemen as always may your dribble kick never hit the post 
I will catch you later. episode 195 of a yank on the footy don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on twitter or to yank on the footy at gmail.com you can find me at yank on the footy on instagram you can find me on facebook uh, yank on the footy podcast or you can look for me craig wessels on facebook as well give me a follow over there uh, a lot of footy related stuff going on there and folks thanks for listening i do hope that you'll share the episode with your friends and family and until next time Goodbye.